It's time for Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League. It's football, baby! Football fans, this show is for you, as the show brings you the most up-to-date information from the league's franchises across the country. Let's get it going now! It's time to get Inside the MFL with your hosts, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. and Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Hello, everyone, and welcome into a new edition of Inside the MFL, your official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League, headquartered right here in our nation's capital of Washington, D.C., where each and every week the show takes you in and around the league with the latest happenings, player and expert interviews, and so much more. This is the show you never want to miss. We appreciate you all again tuning in each and every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. We always look forward to bringing you guys a great show. I'm your co-host, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, joined as always by the boss man, CEO, chairman, and founder of the Minor Football League, none other than Dr. Richard Miles Sr. Dr. Miles, how are you this morning? It's hot as usual on Saturday morning, and it's supposed to get up to 97. Yeah. So that's hot. That's hot. July is always brutal. It's like, I love July because it's it's for cancers and it's birthday month. But then it's like, man, July heat hits you differently, Dr. Miles, especially here in the DMV where uh, the humidity is real. So ladies, matter of fact, fellas, give us a little hair break, all right, this month because uh, <laughs> it's hard to do a lot of things, Dr. Miles, with this heat. But please stay cool, stay safe. You know, drink lots of water, keep yourself hydrated because, you know, as hot as we know it is, it also can be dangerous. And of course, we want everybody to keep safe. But as you said, it's a hot summer and it's also a hot time for the minor football league. As Dr. Miles, I know the MFL is preparing for an all-star game, which seems to be the talk of the town right now. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it gives these young men the opportunity to do the right thing in terms of having their vaccination shots. So we, we're excited about it. We're also excited about the fact that we are finally getting the opportunity to play. We're looking for forward to the 28th of August. Uh, we're excited about that. And also, we're excited about the uh, the coaches. You know, I want to uh, talk about the uh, the new coaches we have. Um, Mr. Joe Barry up in uh, Texas. You know, hey, we finally got Texas together. We're hey. getting it together. Got it. Texas, you think of football, Dr. Miles. You know you got to have Texas involved in that. Absolutely. He's doing a great job in, uh, in uh, securing uh, these guys and getting them uh, to make sure that they do the things we need them to do. Also, I, I definitely would be remiss if I don't, uh, you know, also, you know, admit uh, that these guys are doing some great things. If I sound a little uh, tongue-tied because you know, finally this morning she walked in. You know, as you know, last week I did the show by myself. And, you know, <laughs> oh, Doctor Miles, you held it down. The, I thought you were gonna the, tell me not uh, to ever come back. Oh man, we we you know we did well, but also, uh, like I said, uh, we're excited about you know even down in Florida. You know, we we getting things together there in terms of you know uh, the coaches. He's doing a great job down there, and, and down in Arkansas, we we just you know. We just want to yell out to uh, uh, acknowledge these coaches that are doing a great job uh, down getting ready for this All-Star game. But more importantly, the players, get them opportunity. We want to keep our word and say we had this. We're going to have this All-Star game. And, hey, they're excited. The guys, uh, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And we want to get this uh, kicked off. As you know, the MFL is the laboratory of change. Uh, meaning we want to bring former players from the field to the front office. And, you know, I, I just 
you know, I'm excited about these coaches and the things that they're doing to make sure that things are in uh, the right place in terms of trying to get ready for this All-Star game. But, uh, you know, in, in you know, speaking of All-Star game, I mean, uh, I know you was on assignment uh, last week, you know, but you came in this week. Tell us about, you know, you got a, you got a chance to, you know, I should I say I had a chance to do the show by myself. I, I don't know. <laughs> and you held it thought. down, Dr. Miles. Well, you did thanks. a wonderful did, job, I, a man I of many talents. Absolutely. So. Yeah, as you said, Dr. Miles, like you said, look at you. You were speechless at your own performance. <laughs> well, you know, in doing things sometimes, you know, we have to understand and congratulate you and, and stuff. Uh, tell MFL, uh, they're so used to hearing your voice when they didn't hear that. Tell them uh, how the things go with you out of town. Everything's been great, busy, <laughs> but a blast. Obviously, back on the travel schedule, lots of great conferences coming up that I'm super excited to be a part of. Honestly, it's, it's exciting, um, you know, being able to kind of share your expertise, but also learn from industry leaders. So for me, this is always an exciting time of year. Hopefully, Dr. Miles, the airlines continue to at least somewhat get it together because I'm sure you've heard travel is a little bit crazy right now. Um, but, you know, it, it's again, it, it's as much as I love the DMV and I love coming home. It's also nice to be able to, you know, meet and interact with people in different parts of the country. So super, super excited about that. Oh, absolutely. And as you know, uh, you know, we, we also getting ready to, you know, we going to uh, West Virginia. Absolutely. I mean, we, we can't say enough about uh, the fact that uh, we have to give a, a, a shout out to uh we going up there for the combine up there, as you know, train wreck having, having the uh, combine up there. It was 29th. The MFL will definitely be there. Uh, you know, everybody decided about us coming up there. And, you know, uh, this guy doing a tremendous job, former NFL player. Yeah, it's his own uh, a combine uh, uh, center, as, as should I say, I'm using the right pronunciation of it, uh, where he trained a lot of these young guys and, you know, these guys getting ready uh, and want an opportunity to play. So we're excited about that as well. As you said, these young guys get to travel and play as well. And I said that you mentioned, you know, they all get to kind of wear the jerseys from their home team, which is exciting, you know. And it does. It makes you think about, like, the NFL Pro Bowl, right, how they would do the Pro Bowl before, uh, kind of back in the day. You know, it's just nice to be able to represent that. And then for MFL fans, this is exciting, Dr. Miles, because, you know, now they kind of get to see the best of the best from the league playing this All-Star game. Yes, and, and deserving so. Uh, but more importantly, you know, these guys have done what they're supposed to do in terms of, you know, making sure they take the vaccination shots and stuff and get an opportunity to play and highlight and showcase what they can do. So, uh, you know, we're excited about it. We're excited about uh, all the components that was put together and the work that these these coaches were doing to help uh, 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 sell it. I'm getting a little tongue-tied out here. Uh <laughs> help get this together because it's a lot of work in this in putting this all-star game together. As you said, a lot of work goes into it. And shout out to our dedicated MFL staff, obviously, that works hard each and every single week in and out to make sure that everything goes smoothly. And, you know, to that point, especially in the summertime when things really kick off for the minor football league, because in addition to playing in the all-star game, we know our staff is also was working with the Washington Chiefs franchise to also plan the 10th annual Cardozo All-Met Hall of Fame dinner, Dr. Miles, which I know is coming this fall. 
Absolutely. When you think about all the things that we do do other than football, uh, you know, this is the 10th annual Hall of Fame dinner where the, uh, the Washington Chiefs organization recognized people in the community for all the great things that did, they do. Not only that, but the, uh, the former players that went to uh, Cadoga uh, High School. Uh, and, you know, we really getting excited to do that. I, you know, uh, I was down at the, uh, the DMV, uh, you know, their picnic, and it was it was great. You've seen a lot of guys I haven't seen in a long time, uh, especially Glenn Harris back in town. Yeah. You know, good to have him back in town and Larry Spriggs, Lonnie Dorman. I, I mean, so many uh, guys. It's just like a, 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 if you, excuse me, if you were that one of the Emmys or something like that, you see all <laughs> these guys that, these former uh, NFL, uh, former NBA players and great college players and stuff, to see these guys come out. My old uh, former coach, Mr. Bob Hedden, a legend in this area and, and around the country, uh, put more people than the pros, I guess, than anybody I know. But more importantly, the fact that you got a chance to see all these guys and 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 for once, I didn't feel, you know, that I was my age. I feel a little youngster compared to some of those guys who were so much older than me, so I feel good. I think I need to go around people that uh, are older than me, make me still feel young. <laughs> make you still feel good and young, Absolutely. huh, Dr. Miles? Well, as you said, it's going to be a great opportunity. I also know you, the Washington Chiefs, are also preparing for their annual evening of fashion. So the Chiefs are one of them franchises, Dr. Miles, that just never sleep. Well, absolutely. When, you, when you're about, uh, you know, the NFL and we tell everybody we're more than just football. Uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, most of us do a lot of things. And, I, and let me rephrase that. All the teams do a lot of stuff in the community, uh, working with at-risk youth and, uh, you know, getting our footprint down in there. And as you know, we have to have a conversation with a lot of these these young people because all around the country, not just here in Washington, you know, we, we need to uh, help uh, stop this violence that's going on. I don't know where it's coming from, but I know we need to have this conversation. And, you know, a lot of different uh, groups out there trying to come up with some kind of solution to uh, what's going on. And, and it's just difficult now because, I you know, I don't know if it's something in the water or what. All of a sudden, you, you know, you feel like these kids, you know, just seem like they forgot um you know, the things that they was taught. And uh, we, we, you know, we definitely want to have that conversation and maybe we'll put some kind of forum together where we can try to come up and, and come up with some other ideas because these old ideas just ain't working anymore. Yeah, and as you said, new ideas, new times for the minor football league. You know, I think it's just, again, it's very exciting. So lots of great stuff going on, Dr. Miles. And Dr. Miles, we talk about the MFL being the laboratory of change. I also know that something pretty exciting, right? That you've, are compl- you've completed your interviews for the Moxie Award. You got shouted out on South Social Media um, for the work that you're doing. I had to feel pretty good, right? Just to make sure people know the Moxie Award is something that awards innovative businesses um, in the greater Washington, D.C. area. The Minor Football League is up for the first time uh, for this prestigious awards nomination. We'll find out in the fall if the Minor Football League is the final winner. But Dr. Miles, it has to make you feel good just seeing your 30 years of dedication and work with the Minor Football League kind of getting recognized on a higher level alongside other, alongside other great businesses here in the region. Yes, I mean, I, I can't be more happy, but it's a collective 
uh, effort with, you know, my staff and all of y'all that, you know, all the things that y'all are doing. You know, I always try to steal the credit if y'all let me. You know, I'll do that. But you know, it takes, a, it definitely takes the whole staff. And it's not something that I myself uh, want to pat myself on the back. The MFL as a whole, the organization, all the things that we do uh, with the league and the things that we're doing. So, absolutely, we, we, we definitely have to be proud and, and about that. So, you know, as you uh, said, I did complete the last round of the interviews and stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, if we get it, wow, that'd be something special. But if we don't get it, it just the mere fact that we was one of the finalists in the uh, Mox Award. So uh, that's something to, you know, really uh, hang our hat on it in terms of the stuff that we're doing and everybody now notice in the uh, community that the MFL are uh, doing a lot of great things in the community. And it, it is it is good to be recognized for a change, for the stuff they do. You don't look for it, right. uh, but, you know, we're going to accept it. You know what I mean? We accept all the things that come along with it in terms of what we're doing and trying to make a difference in the community. As you said, making a difference in the community. So important, obviously, for that to continue to happen because that's one of the pillars of the minor football league. You know, as we as we know, the principles of the minor football league, integrity, excellence and commitment in all that we do. And for that reason, Dr. Miles, I know everybody involved with the MFL, whether it's interns, you know, full time staff, part time staff, um, you know, the players, the dancers, everybody gets involved in the communities in which they're involved in because the minor football league doesn't believe in just taking from the communities, but actually growing with the community, being a part of the community, uh, because that's what the MFL is there for. You know, football is more than just a game. It brings the community together. And some people rally behind it. That really shows the power of sport. And that's what the Minor Football League has been able to bring to communities across, not just America, but also in Africa. Absolutely. And, you know, I cited, and as you stated earlier, uh, you alluded to, these interns we got, they're doing a tremendous job. You know, they're doing a tremendous job. You know, so I'm excited about them too. And I, and every time I get a chance to shout these individuals out, I do. Because they've done a great job of interviewing these different coaches around the country and bringing us some up-to-date, uncut interviews. You know what I mean? Right. And we're not cleaning them up or anything like that. These are interviews these guys doing and doing a great job uh, at it. So I, I just always feel like... I wanted to acknowledge them all the time as well as everybody else that's doing things with the minor football league. And like I say, the MFL is the laboratory of change, and we want people to understand that, meaning we want to bring former players from the field to the front office. We want people to get involved in what the MFL is doing, the MFL. I mean, we have a long way to go, but more importantly, the fact that we're trying to touch on all, you know, we want to hit all cylinders when the MFL is pushing. And we're not just about football. And as you uh, stated earlier, the MFL is not taking anything from the community. We want to enhance what they're doing and we want to support what the uh, community doing uh, in terms of economic development. These are the types of things that we want to be a part of and do with the Minor Football League because the Minor Football League you know, encompass around the country and as well as in Africa. And even in Africa, we're doing a good job. And Dr. Charles Alawale doing a great job. And we'll have him on the show next week. Uh, you know, it just 
everything that it entails. And a lot of people might sit back and they listen to this show and we thankful and blessed for it. But I don't think they know all that in, this entails with the minor football league. Right. It's, not it's a full-blown operation, Dr. Mosby. Absolutely. Okay. And we're not just playing football. We're doing a, a 900 other different things to make this organization uh, the type of organization that people can be a proud of and want to be associated and be a part of. So these are the types of things that the minor football league that, you know, we are excited about. And as you uh, stated a little earlier, but that uh, Cardoza Hall of Fame dinner would be the 10th annual one. And along with, the, uh, you know, the fashion show that's coming up. So, you know, we're doing a lot of things in the community and hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, unveil a couple of more new uh, programs we have. We're just getting uh, so many things coming so fast that we, you know, we have to do everything in uh, in in uh, in order. Uh, else we'll miss something when trying to do uh, a lot of different things. But we're excited about it. Very excited about it, Dr. Miles, as you said. So again, the MFL be involved in the community, and actually that leads me to Dr. Miles, the MFL Foundation. And this was also integral in you starting the Modern Football League to actually have a foundation dedicated to making a difference in the lives of others and in the community. Yes. And, you know, we, you know, you got a lot of cats coming out of uh, school. We want to give these guys an opportunity, coaching opportunity. And that's another thing, Mr. Joe Barrett uh, up in Texas doing, you know, he also in his, uh, uh, he has a, a business where, they are training coaches, qualified coaches, giving them an opportunity to understand and give a, get an opportunity to coach, but give them the uh, the expertise and, and the knowledge uh, and the skills to coach. I mean, some people really uh, think that's easy, but it's not. So that uh, that program will give the help these young men get an opportunity to coach because. Now, you know, we look for these young people. You know, we look for them to step up, show up, and show out. And this is one of the ways of getting them an opportunity to do that. So we're excited about that. As you said, giving them an opportunity. That's what the league is. You want to make sure that you're providing an opportunity for the next generation. Obviously, we always have to hand it off. So each generation, you always want to hand off a better world than your generation had. And as you said, I mean, seeing them, what the league does, I know you guys have been recently very involved with the Marie Reed community. Uh, center and Ward One and just all the great work. Just the kids light up, Dr. Miles, when they see you <laughs> come through that door with the MFL staff and they know the logo. They know the MFL is truly here. That has to feel great what you've been doing with those young guys and girls. And again, just really investing time into you. I think that's what it is with our young people. Make sure we invest quality time into them, listen to them, hear them, share our knowledge with them. And, you know, I think that goes a long way. I think they like our cupcakes too. Oh yeah, you uh, you do always bring room, sweets. You know? Maybe the dentist won't we, we like always, you, Doctor Miles, but the kids like you. Absolutely, we know we, we we know what to do. Uh, you know, with them, but it's nice to be able to uh, bring some stuff with us when we do come. Uh, I mean, it's a great community center, and you know, I'm glad to you know be a part of some of the things that they're doing. I mean, they do so much over there. And the fact that you're keeping these kids engaged, yeah, and and you know that alone, and you know as I stated uh, last week on my show, these young kids have problems too, and we need to uh, we they need to talk with us, you know. We want because you never know what another individual is going through, especially kids. So right. when you hear about a kid doing something 
or something happened, people want to add, well, why did they do that? Uh, it's a lot of pressure on these young individuals, and we want them to reach out to people, you know. And I tell uh, people to talk to these young people. Sometimes they, there is a cry for help. Yeah. And, and we're not looking at it that way. We're just looking at all the bad things that they're doing. But I think for me, and more, more so, it's, it's a cry for help. And we need to, you know, engage these young people and find out exactly what they're going through and what can we do to help. So that's what's important to me in the NFL. We like to engage these individuals and find out what's going on because they want to talk to somebody, but they don't know how. As you said, they don't know how, but they do want to talk to somebody. And that might not be the easiest thing, as you said. So having an, and you, no. and it take, I think it takes us back to our childhood and youth, you know, and the adults that we connected with, you know, the adults that took the extra time, I think, to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, you know, I automatically go to my Boys and Girls Club counselors, whether it was our director, Mr. Phil, Dr. Biles, who was like six foot eight. And when Dr. Phil <laughs> called you over, you knew he meant serious business. I mean, obviously, he was like the biggest person uh, in our club. And honestly, he might have been the biggest person in Germantown where I grew up. I don't know. We had other tall guys. Mr. Phil just had this presence, obviously, um, about him or whether it was Dr. Randolph who worked at the club. You know, and for me, it was so important to have those individuals, especially because those were people that looked like me that were giving me real advice and knowledge and really <laughs> let me know, like, look, Kelsey, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Um, and, you know, you kind of need that. And sometimes it's, it's great to have that voice, you know, other than your parents, because obviously you hear them. But, you know, to kind of have this whole village, as it takes a village of, you know, individuals. Um, and for me, you know, like I said, it, it went a great and long way. And you'd be surprised, you know, how some of those lessons you really probably a lot of the lessons you learned as a child kind of continue with you, you know, mm-hmm. um, throughout life. So I think that's so important as you said, it's really invest and take time to talk with these youth and these children and young people. And it's great to see a league like the minor football league made that a priority. Absolutely. And, and when you think about, we had people in our community that will pull you to the side and, and, and oh yeah, and check you. And you, <laughs> you kind of so, knew when to do stuff around certain people and not to do stuff around certain absolutely. people. Absolutely. <laughs> and then for me, it was Mr. Butler down there on New York Avenue. The Boys Club used to say, uh, "What's going on, baby? Hey, baby!" <laughs> and, and Mr. Butler was a tall, big guy that you know that really related to the young people that you could talk to. For me, I think he was one of the many. Uh, older individuals beside coaches and other f- older people in the neighborhood and players that was older than me will pull me to the side and say, hey, look, man, this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't be doing. Right. So I, I think we missing that. That's that disconnect with the young people today. I, I think the older people, you know, we, we have a lot of problems ourselves, but I think it would be more helpful uh, if we went out and, you know, just reached out to these kids a little more. Uh, because, yeah. like I say, it's a cry for help. I look at it differently than most people. And uh, where we had people to intervene with us when we got into trouble was going that way uh, and grabbed us back. Uh, these are the type of things I encourage all the different organizations that's out there. And, and believe me, they're doing a great job like Ceasefire, uh, are they, and he's doing a great job. I mean, you look at a lot of uh, different programs out there, and I, I want to say, uh, you know, a shout out to Theophil uh, Brooks. You know, he had that surgery, and I'm glad. Yeah, you know, DC uh, native. DC native, and he did a lot of stuff. Who don't know Brooks in the community? If you don't know him, he's going to join on you, so you better 
you you better act like you know him or something. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, on the real side, the serious side, he always been working with that with that task force and stuff. So you think about people such as that that really was had you know had some uh, uh, some real stock in the community and all the things that he did and the things that he doing. I just want to wish him you know a speedy recovery from his surgery. Uh, but more importantly, I want people to understand that with the different organizations around here, we, we need to we need to collectively uh, maybe maybe it's up to the uh, the MFL to get some kind of uh, a forum together with these other organizations, and we have that conversation not for no just for media a media uh, a draw, but to really understand that sometimes you know we can all be doing good thing, but if you're doing something contrary to what someone else is doing, it can be more of a liability than the asset. So, you know, I maybe, you know, that's something that I'm definitely going to do with these organizations in the uh, the, uh, the D.C. area uh, to see what we can come up with, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, get people from the mayor's office as well. So these are the type of things that the MFL is doing with we have to post the pulse on the city. You know what I mean? We do. We're going to keep that, that. But more importantly, I want everybody to understand that, you know, we need to have this conversation. And, you know, like I say, the MFL is the laboratory of change. And, you know, not you're not just football. You know, we, you know, we're about, you know, bringing the community together and doing things in the community for the community. You know, and this league was set up uh, you know, I tell people all the time, imagine leave for the people and by the people, but more importantly for the economic development of your city. Right. So, uh, and we stand on that and we true to that. As you said, true to it, not new to it. The Minor Football League, once again, is celebrating three decades, 30 years of existence. It's been a celebratory year for the MFL. Obviously proud of all the accomplishments, but also as we celebrate what we've done, looking forward to the future. Lots of new player faces we've had this year. As you said, our hard at work league interns have been working to highlight some of the new coaches um, and new players. And they all have honestly just magnificent stories. But something, the thread that I think I have in common is just they just want a chance. And that's all, I mean, that's mm-hmm. all most people ask for in life, right? Is an opportunity, a chance, and it matters. One, if you get it. And then two, if you get it, what do you do with it? Right? So I think that's kind of how it goes. So yeah, minor football league is providing a chance. And, you know, Dr. Miles, how can these guys kind of maximize their potential with the MFL, whether it be as a player, as a coach? You know, like, obviously, they're really hoping that this is a game changer for them. Absolutely. But we also want them to know, more importantly, that, you know, you know, you have a lot of young people looking up to you. You do. And, you know, you know, and I tell people all the time, it's not that you're not good enough to play in the NFL. It's not enough room. But we're going to do everything we can to put you on that stage where you can be seen. And as you know, working with the different uh, leagues, the NFL, the NBA and everything, you had an opportunity. You have an opportunity all the time to talk to these individuals. And, you know, these are the same type of individuals that these young people are. Right. It's just they had that opportunity to separate them from other people. They was one of the, the one in millions that got that opportunity. But that don't mean that because they got that opportunity, they doing what they're supposed to do. So there's a lot of pressure on them as well. So when you hear them not doing the things that people feel that they should be doing, keep think about this for a minute. Don't forget these young men come out of the same environment that you came out of. 
you know, and I want you to understand that's the only thing different make those different than you, the fact that they got that opportunity. And right. I think you can expand on that more because you cover these individuals, but these kids come from the same background as the young people that's in the minor football league. Well, as you said, that's the only difference, Dr. Miles. Um, you know, they got an opportunity. But I mean, that's why sports is great, because you really can see someone that kind of looks like you, that comes from the same community or neighborhood, you know, that talks like you. You know, I think one of the questions I see on social media all the time is like, you know, who's the most famous person that you went to high school with? Most people say it's an athlete, you know, um, or obviously the next best answer is usually like a movie star or something. But, you know, it's kind of cool, especially in like, you know, I knew so-and-so way back when. And the great thing about it is not only did I know so-and-so, I saw, I knew what he was going to do and I knew they were, you know, I knew they were going to make it. Mm. Um, and I'm sure you get that a lot, you know, being from Cardozo, people always proud of you, Miles, you know, Dr. Miles and, you know, seeing what you're doing. Um, I know I get the same type of love, you know, for people from the Clarksburg area. Um, and, you know, I think that means a lot. And I say it means a lot because, you know, especially people you grew up with, you know, they're the people that really knew what you wanted to do and kind of knew you before you were who you are, you know, and they, and then also I think those are the people that, you know, can see you so much more for your career, which I'm a big advocate of, you know, your career is what you do. It's not fully who you are. Uh, it's a part of who you are, right? Because hopefully what you're doing is it's an interest or a passion of yours, but it's definitely far from who you are. But all that to say, the Modern Football League, again, is healthy trying to provide a platform. It's what you do with the league that can hopefully, obviously, propel you to whatever you want to do in life. Maybe your end goal is playing in the MFL. Maybe it's to get to the NFL, right? Maybe it's because I love football and I just want to be around the game. You know, whatever your reason is or rationale, you know, if you love the game, if you're passionate about the game, I'd say the MFL is the place for you. You know, you take a chance on a lot of different things. Take a chance on the league. See what it's about. Come experience, you know, the MFL and, you know, see something that was built by somebody from the community in the community and a black male leader um, from the community, you know, at that. So, Dr. Miles, I hope that answered your question. I know we're trying. Well, we're about to be at time, Dr. Miles. So give us one last thing that you want to say. One last tip. Well, also, I, I want to acknowledge Don Wilson that uh, uh, from Cardoza High School and, you know, had a, 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 played a little bit in the NFL, but more importantly, he was just inducted into the uh, to the Canadian Football League Hall of Fame. So special congrats! That's huge. Congratulations to him, and uh, a lot of people doing some great things that come out of Cardoza High School. Great things coming out of DC, folks. All right, that will do it for this edition of Inside the MFL. We look forward to seeing y'all next week, sharp at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Of course, you can follow us on social media at MFL on Facebook at at Experience the MFL on Instagram, at MFL Experience on Twitter. Follow us on LinkedIn, Minor Football League, as well as on YouTube, Minor Football League Incorporated. And please, please, please Google the Minor Football League and be sure to leave us a review on your experience with the MFL. That will do it for this show. And Dr. Miles, always remember to keep inside the what? The MFL. The MFL. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League with your hosts, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. and Kelsey Nicole Nelson. For more information, visit MFLisHere.com or the MFL page under programs at DCRadio.gov. Experience the MFL. How can we experience the MFL? The Minor Football League. Here's information on how you can experience the MFL. The Minor Football League was established in 1993 by founder and CEO Dr. Richard D. Miles Sr., a league created for the people and by the people. 
To learn more on how you can experience the MFL with the MFL team in your area, visit experiencethemfl.com or go to the MFL is here. The MFL, the laboratory of change. Copyright MFL. No portion of this audio may be reproduced or re-recorded without the written permission from the minor football league. Visit experiencethemfl.com. This is a Mad Voice production.